Just real quickly before this episode, this one might have some slight adult themes in it. Uh, most of ours kind of don't, but this one, it, it does. So just, if you're not really into listening to any of that, then you might want to put this one on pause or take out really young kids for this one. Nothing super inappropriate, nothing... Uh, no bad, real bad language or anything, but just some themes that definitely are more for uh, more for adults. So just just heads up. There's a lot of things that a man will do to keep a 10 year contract. And this week we're going to tell you all about them. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. And I mean, it's fine. Our stuff already sounds bad anyway. Right. Well, it's not going to make it any worse. We do have a mic on a Kleenex box, ladies and gentlemen. So. It's not a Kleenex box. It's a, oh, I'm sorry. It's a pups. It's a tissue box. Whatever. Kleenex is a brand. Shut up. Just saying. That is the beginning of the show. They're so gonna, anyway. Yeah, no, I see that. They're going to lose their trademark. It's fine. It's like Xerox. They might. That's true. Welcome That's to the true. wrestling podcast, everybody. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Gorilla, episode 12. This is, uh, we've been doing this for 12 weeks now. That's crazy. It's a long time. flies. I know. It doesn't doesn't. seem like it's been that long. It really doesn't. But it has been, so. Just chugging along. We're 12 weeks in, and, uh, we got Harris with the old, uh, topic. Absolutely. Um, I was just telling Mark, in true behind the gorilla fashion, not to show you how the sausage is made, but it usually involves doing a lot of research on YouTube. That we always say, oh, we have all week to do, and then it ends up being the day of. You say, oh, man, I really got to talk about this thing. <laughs> and then you spend the afternoon just digging around YouTube watching wrestling until you until you get it all figured out. So You're not wrong. It's fresh on my mind, and we're going to see how we do, you know? That sounds good to me. But just like real wrestling, you know, we got to do it a lot, but we bring the quality week in and week out, I like to think. Well, we bring something. We're the real heroes here, is what I'm what I'm saying. But so naturally. So as me and Mark were just talking about, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we've done on this episode that you kind of have to dig a little bit for. Like the first episode, we talked about Dusty's gorilla, and that's not something that a lot of people know about, even in wrestling. Like mm-hmm. we had never heard of it. And there's certain infamous moments in wrestling that you have heard about as a fan that are pretty popular and well known. But are still fun to go into in a little bit more detail than you might know. Yes. And that's what this week is going to be, ladies and gentlemen. If you were listening to this and you thought the first week, oh, I know what they need to do, and we haven't done it yet, I think we're about to do it. Okay. So. Getting lazy on us. Well, I don't know about that. (laughs) Running out of ideas, Mark. Shut up. No. come on. I had never never gone into this before for myself. So this is... As much a journey of my own discovery as anything else. That's and that's that is what I found out. This podcast has actually been about to us. It's like, oh, that sounds like fun. I want to talk about that. Yeah, that's really what it's been. Hey, look, if we're having fun, maybe they're having fun. But um, in it, it's more of a of a career of a gimmick retrospective, if you will. Okay. Not just one particular moment, but just certain things that I thought. Wow, that's really something. You know, that's uh, that's what wrestling is. And I am, of course, talking about the great Hall of Famer known as Sexual Chocolate Mark Henry. Ooh. We're doing it. Interesting. We're going to... Okay. Of, okay. I, I, I see where this is going. Yeah, so it might not be the most Attitude Era gimmick of all time, but it's one that certainly in, embodies the era, I think. From what I've seen of it. So, you have young, strong man Mark Henry. You know, he calls himself the world's strongest man. And that's that's pretty legitimate. Like, he comes yeah. into WWE. He makes his first appearance in 1996. He's gearing up for the Olympics. He's the same Olympics that Kurt Angle was in, 96, here in Atlanta. And our pal Jerry Lawler is out there playing the heel. Gives him an interview where he's making fun of him the whole time, kind of to his face. Pretty bold stuff. 
and Mark Henry just slams him. And it's your typical, like, all right, here's a fun celebrity spot. Like, we're going to pump the Olympics a little bit. But also, you know, remember this Mark Henry guy. He's he's pretty good. He's a big, strong lad. Seems pretty cool. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a beefy boy. You know Mark Henry. You've probably seen him. But if not, look him up. He looks about what you'd expect for an Olympic strongman. So he he goes on to break a couple world records at the Olympics. And then uh, he comes back to wrestling. And... What Vince McMahon decides to do is he offers him a very lucrative contract, good for 10 years. So wow. Mark Henry, no matter what he does, as long as he stays employed by WWE, they have to pay him money until 2006. There we go. And this is where some of the conspiracy theory of this episode comes in. Because a lot of people say that what happened next was about trying to make Mark Henry quit. So that they wouldn't have to pay him money for 10 years. Okay. But we'll get to that in a minute. Because after he got signed initially, it looks pretty good. You know, he's got this legit strongman thing going on. He's not he's not fighting for titles or anything. He's not getting pushed to the moon. But he's a solid addition, you know? And he's involved in some tag matches. And he does some gimmicky stuff. Like he, uh, they put him in a tug of war with Triple H and two other guys. And he wins <laughs> by himself. <laughs> You know, it's oh, fun. You gotta love it. It's basically like mini games, right? That's how I think of it. Like just little. I, I I think of like you know Triple H when he feuded with Scott Steiner. They were doing like pose downs and push up contests. Oh, I forgot about that. That was way worse because it was for the title. But this is just like a sideshow. You know, this is exactly yeah. where stuff like that. There's should be. room for that in for wrestling. For sure, for sure. So then, you know, we're just chugging right along. And what do you do with a cool, powerful black man in 1996? Except put him in the Nation of Domination. Of course. So he's in there with The Rock. He's in there with Farouk and D'Lo Brown. All these guys and just a great faction. They got it. Yeah, man, that's pretty. I need to. I need to get more of them because good stuff. Most of what I've seen of them, they're like secondary players to DX and the Corporation and other stuff. But boy, they're a lot of fun to watch, right? So I'm also gonna pause right. Uh, for a second every time i've talked i've turned away from harris and towards the microphone as if i'm talking to an actual audience am i doing it wrong no i've been doing okay this. i don't know why i've been doing that that's no, all right um because as you said that I'm, I'm looking at you because i'm having a conversation <laughs> with an actual person right and that helps me try to keep it conversational but i know hopefully that hasn't been too obvious anyway that anyway. was uh just a side note i noticed yeah. so it was a little odd that's funny so this is Mark Henry's career so far, but then this has kind of happened to him throughout his run in WWE. After a while, he gets hurt, he has to take some time off, and this happens a couple times. So now it's 1998. He's had some, you know, we, we've had a pretty good run in the undercard doing, you know, fun gimmicky strongman stuff. Pretty decent run in the Nation of Domination, you know, cool faction, he's a cool dude. It, it, it's fine, but there's other bigger stars in that group, you know? Of course. So as they fall apart, he's been tagging with D'Lo Brown, and they decide, okay, well, the nation's kind of done. We're just going to keep doing our own thing as a tag team. And uh, it was at this point that Mark Henry actually came up with this idea, you know, pitched it to the people in the Nation of Domination first and later to Vince. And he said, what if I, like, I, I try to do this, you know, I'm this real smooth, talking lover boy, you know, and I'm, I'm this really... Uh, I'm this really suave, cool guy. I'm going to call it sexual chocolate. And he brought that to Vince McMahon. And I kid you not, Mark Henry later said, Vince McMahon said, I don't know about that. I don't know if we can get away with saying sexual on television. Interesting. That's interesting. Um, I want you to Boy. keep that in mind Boy, as we move forward. It goes. We, be, we remember the humble origins of sexual chocolate. And where we're going to go from here. And there are a couple highlights I want to hit. But for the most part, I just want to kind of walk us through the life of sexual chocolate. The highlights okay. and or lowlights, they're kind of the same. I'm also going to point out real quick Do it. that this, I, I, I know where part of this is going. Mm -hmm. And one part of this mm -hmm. was brought up by one of our listeners. Hooray! Um, on Twitter at at Mr. Bag Show, who is actually one half of a wrestling podcast, which is MGB Wrestling Podcast. Sweet. You can follow them on Twitter 
at MGB Wrestling Pod. So this actually is semi a listener request. We're bringing it back in. And I knew we had mentioned that in the past and we were going to get to it at some point. So shouts out to you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the suggestion. For sure. Hopefully you're still listening because we finally got to it. <laughs> if not, we'll hit you up. We'll tell you we recorded this and now there you're go. listening. So thank you very much. And if you want your topics Whew. talked about on the show, feel free to tweet at us at behind underscore gorilla <laughs> or DM us. This is weird because the animal part of my brain is like, oh, so we're done now, right? Because you did the Twitter plug. No. <laughs> Focus up. Well, a little, uh, little uh, interlude there. Mark Henry is a big bad sexual man named sh- sexual, sexual chocolate. chocolate. Bringing it back in. Okay. Side note, you look up his theme music on YouTube and oh, like man. his Titantron video is in the Hershey's font it, and it says sexual. Like it's a chocolate bar. But they wrote sexual oh, on the front instead of Hershey's. It's amazing. That is fantastic. So they went all in in the end. They were a little concerned about being allowed to say sexual or not. Boy. Which is hilarious. Because, boy, they just went they went pedal to the metal immediately. So, wait. Did this start all of that? Did just him being called sexual chocolate start all of the uh, adult-themed... Things There's that no happen pretty soon. There's after no that. way. Oh, well, look, I didn't have time. Is it to one of those little slippery slope the entire... things? Man, Vince I like McMahon, to think so. Vincent Man goes, you know, we can't really say sexual maybe on the air, and then it's like, oh, we can say that. Oh, it's fine. What else can we do? Two weeks later, there's just Braun Sable's matches. Yeah, <laughs> Sable happens exactly. She just rolls up. You know, I didn't get a chance oh. to scan the entire Attitude Era for just if you guys the worst know, of the worst. Please let Jeez. us know, because I have a feeling this might have been the first little Maybe step. Maybe some of the beginning. Oh, I, I would like to think it was. I'd like to think Mark Henry started the Attitude Era. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. But they certainly didn't hold back, because right off the bat, Sexual chocolate Mark Henry, who is like managed by Dilo Brown still at this point, okay, is super into China because, of course, of course. right, of course. exactly, because he's a big, like, chunky boy. He's very strong, but he's thick, you know. And what's funnier than a big black man who likes a big manly woman? It's a real knee slapper, you know. It's, a lot of yeah. this you can just tell is what Vince and Creative thinks is hilarious. That's kind of the joke. So, hey, look, he likes China, who's a really manly woman. That's hilarious. Sometimes it is hilarious. Yeah, that's true. No, that's fair. (laughs) That is very fair. So it's funny. Every now and then. Because he's this, you know, he's like 26 years old. He's this babyface looking guy. He's huge. He's super strong. But he just comes out there every week and he's like a little, he's like a 10-year-old boy with a crush talking about China. You know, and how nervous he gets around her and all this kind of stuff. (sighs) I don't know how... I don't think it really matters how. At some point, he That's ends up bad in an sign. altercation with the team of the Pretty Mean Sisters, also known as PMS, because we're nothing if not subtle of course. in the Attitude Era. Of course. And um, look, I'm just going to tell you what I heard when I found this episode of Raw and started watching, which is Mark Henry walking to the ring. He starts to cut a promo. He's interrupted by PMS, who are walking to the ring. And then Jerry the King Lawler, who I think is as responsible for all the horrible things that happen in the Attitude Era. Because he's the voice for all of them. I would... Yeah. And he says, yeah, man, I don't know what happened last week. Because first, PMS made Mark Henry get on his knees, and that was alright. And then they tied him up and started putting whipped cream on him, and that was alright. And then they just started kicking the crap out of him. And I don't know why. Wait a minute. I'm this like, is Jerry Lawler. I don't know why this? either. Jerry Lawler. Is he just like? Did any of this happen, or he's just down We're at just the ring? Making all of this. Okay, up. so are they all in the ring now? At this, this is he's saying this as PMS is making their way to the ring to again confront okay, him. Okay. Like, gotcha, oh, gotcha. we did that. Yeah, because we. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why they don't like Mark Henry. I think it's some like pseudo gender politics of like how he is a very sexually um, forward man. And they don't like that because they're strong, empowered women, so they want to, like, put him back in his place. I don't really want to analyze the gender politics okay. of characters in the Attitude Era too much. 
because that's just a nightmare waiting to happen. But all that to say, they again come out to assert their dominance over Mark Henry. Okay. Mark Henry, D'Lo Brown says something along the lines of, hey, y'all are lucky I'm such a gentleman, so I'm going to give you a warning and get out of this ring before I lay you out, because, you know, intergender violence is cool now. It's 1998. And then China comes out. Mark Henry, you can see him kind of get all excited. China comes out and she stares down PMS and she says, "You better leave my man alone." Ooh. And Mark Henry, that's exactly what Mark Henry says. Mark Henry goes, "Ooh," and starts like dancing around and he high fives D'Lo Brown like he can't believe it. Okay, you know he can't believe his luck, and he's a Paul. He, you know, he's been begging for some attention from China this whole time, right? And now he's got it, you know? He and China, they're, I guess, dating? I don't really know. So the saga continues. And now he's about to go on a... This is a separate week, little, like, backstage video pass. You know, WWF Attitude Era cameras, as we established with Triple H and Stephanie a few weeks ago. They just follow you around everywhere. Oh, yeah, of course. Your big shows. Big show, yeah, exactly. So (laughs) they have all access at this point. And this will not be a... um, this will be a repeating theme in this episode. So they're they're okay. following Mark Henry Sounds in real smart. life to capture his, you know, his sexual escapades or whatever. Of course. And he's excited because he's about to go on a date with China. And he's talking to D'Lo Brown. He's like, man, I don't know. I'm really nervous, man. I'm really nervous. I, uh, you should come with me, though. D'Lo Brown's like, what? No. You're going on it. Like, there's no, it's not a double date. I'm not coming. Ryan Kearney says, no, man, come on, it's Christmas. You know, it's the spirit of giving, and I'm just... Oh, it's Christmas, I'm really nervous. Yeah, I don't know. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. He's like, hey, it's the spirit of giving, you know, come on, it'll be great. D'Lo Brown says, you don't need me to come on your date. You're sexual chocolate. Like, I'm not doing this. Go back and forth for a minute. And then Mark Henry just begs him. He's like, please, man, I need your help. I need you. I need you. And he says, okay, fine. I'll come along on this date. Like, whatever. What do you want me to do? Oh, boy. So they step outside... And Mark Henry says, oh, sweet, man, I'm so glad you could make it because I had this made just for you. And he hands him, out of his car, he hands him a coat. D'Lo's like, that's a little weird. Why do you need me to drive, you know, why do you need me to have a coat? He says, here, just put it on. He says, I got this made for you, too. Pulls out a hat. It's a chauffeur hat. Of course. He just got D'Lo Brown to be his driver for the night. Mm-hmm. D'Lo is understandably pissed. He's like, come on, man, I don't... No, I don't want to do... Like, nah, shut up. You said you'd help me, right? You said you'd help me get in the car. So, D'Lo drives him off to his date with China. Oh, man. And it's awkward. Like, it's it's just weird. It's literally small talk. It's the two of them, like, sitting in a restaurant making small talk. Of course. And it's pretty weird. It's kind of funny, because Mark Henry is, like, trying to be real smooth, you know, and cool. And China, it's not really her strong point. That's not why she was there at all. So it's a weird it's a weird date until people start sexually harassing China. Ah. And they bond because China stands up, kicks the crap out of this guy at the bar, and then she and Mark Henry like walk off together. And now they're an established couple. So I that, that that's just a little bit of a tangent just to show you this pattern emerging of let's follow the antics of sexual chocolate. And he bonds with women over violence, which is a little bit unusual, but is actually a recurring theme at this point. Mm-hmm. So the next week on Raw, we come back out, and she says, uh, "She says, yeah, Mark, you know, I, I have to confess something. Ooh, what's she confessing? This is scandalous. It's the attitude <laughs> era. What did she do? She says, Mark, last night with you was amazing. And everybody goes, ooh. And Jerry says, what? <laughs> That's exactly how he sounds, too. That is how, exa- that is how he sounds. Yeah. And she says, but I have a confession. I don't think I'm enough woman for you. So I want to introduce you to my friend Sammy. And another woman walks down the aisle. And now Sammy and China are standing in the ring. And China says, Mark, I think both of us should help fulfill your needs and then mark henry faints this is a recurring theme of sexual chocolate he basically gets in way over his head and then can't handle all the excitement and passes out uh i feel like this has been done before by um jerry the king waller has he done that um or are you just talking about no i just mean that that character of jerry the king waller the funniest part about that 
is that that particular thing takes place on what you could argue is the greatest episode of Monday Night Raw in history. Okay. Which is the one, it's when mankind faces the rock, wins the <laughs> WWF title, millions of people tune in from WCW, and a lot of people will tell you that changed the course of the Monday Night Wars. And it's this great ongoing story over the course of two hours. You know, Vince McMahon is playing up, hey, mankind, you're not good enough to win. You can get near the title, but you're never going to actually win it. I'll give you a match with Triple H for a spot in the Rumble. And, you know, Mankind eventually finagles his way into a championship match in the main event. And it's great. Like, it's really great full episode of Raw. But in between segments like that, where you have Mankind lock Shane McMahon in a submission hold and say, Vince, I'll break his damn arm off unless you give me a title shot. Vince says, fine, you've got it. Just let my son go. Like, really cool stuff like that. And hey, here comes Mark Henry, everybody. Let's see what he has to say. Mark Mark Henry's going to have a threesome with China and her friend Sammy. Isn't that great, kids? It's a weird, weird tonal shift. But, you know, this is it's 1998, 1999 at this point, January 4th, 1999, and we're just chugging right along. So a few more weeks go by, and there's a couple misadventures of Sammy and China. And then one week, once again, Sexual Chocolate makes his way to the ring. Oh, boy. And he's he's got... You know, and I don't know exactly what led up to this because I didn't watch every episode of Raw, but China is saying, look, I gave you 24 hours. What's it going to be? Mark Henry says, no, 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 no. We never did anything. I I swear, we're just friends. Please don't do this. My mom's in the crowd. They cut to someone who was ostensibly Mark Henry's mom. (laughs) And she's like, hey, you know, so... Mark Henry says, please, please don't do this. We didn't do anything, I swear. And China says, nope, not good enough. You wanted to screw me? Well, screw you, which is a very Attitude Era line. I feel. Yes. It's yes. not really clever, but it's right to the point. It's very, yes. So what, what had happened, evidently, is that China suspected Mark Henry of cheating on her with her friend Sammy. Even though at some point they had offered to have a threesome with him anyway, I don't really, I, I, I don't, again, not going to go into like the complex I'm very confused, phrases but, of but this it's relationship. Fine, it's fine. At any rate, she is pissed because she caught him in the act because sexual chocolate Mark Henry appears to have forgotten that the cameraman just follow him everywhere he goes because how can you not? Right. She says, you want to screw me? Well, screw you. Roll the footage. Oh boy, whenever anyone says roll the footage. Yeah, especially in 1999. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to describe this as best I can without being weird, although I'm, there's a pretty big asterisk next to that. And they're in a dressing room, and Sammy locks the door and says, Hey, Mark Henry, it's okay that those guys just beat you up. I don't know what happened. I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But she says, Hey, another trend with us i know what can make you feel better and i want to re-emphasize that this is taking place in a dressing room that's like it's the size of this room which for those of you listening is it's not big it's a one bedroom room yeah it's not like a huge like gym locker room or anything this is confined quarters you would notice if a cameraman was in here correct you would hope so yeah what, so wait, this wasn't like security footage? No, 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 like... no. This is like like the camera is cutting back and forth oh, between Mark okay. Henry and Sammy while this entire gotcha. scene unfolds. So, so we're, we're now in kayfabe. Cameramen don't exist. Well, no, I think in kayfabe, it's a reality TV show and cameramen are following people around everywhere. So in kayfabe, whatever they do. there is no awareness of cameramen. I don't... See, that's what I'm asking. I don't understand if he just was so caught up in the moment that he didn't know they were there or if he just thought that they wouldn't air their footage on <laughs> national television in front of everyone because you know this is the WWF in 1999 and we really respect people's privacy yeah. and we're only a few months away from Triple H drugging and marrying Stephanie McMahon and putting that on national television talked about that so maybe maybe he's the one who started this maybe like backstage footage was really sacred private stuff and again sexual Maybe. chocolate just breaking barriers left and right i really right. don't think so at any because rate. it's kind of always been done but you know what 
it's fun. To at any of. rate, Sammy says something along the lines of, um, you know, oh, I know it'll make you feel better. And the camera does this sort of thing where it like kind of, it cuts from Sammy, kind of pans up to Mark Henry, and then you can kind of see Sammy's hair like at the bottom of the frame, and like she's doing something around his belt area. And Mark Henry's into it. And they're not gonna, they're not gonna show you what's happening or say anything because again, I don't know if we can really say sexual. Of course, but you know, there's there's a lot of stuff being implied by what's happening, and Mark Henry's feeling it. He's into it. And then, you know, she gets back up, and they start kissing a little bit. And he grabs her butt, and it gets, like, grainy, you know, right there. Because, of course, we're not animals, Mm-mm. you know? No. We don't want to do anything inappropriate. We're not mm. even sure that you can say sexual on television. That's going to be our new, like, catchphrase. I mean, so... Right, like this is how far we've come. He's about to. I don't think you can say sexual. They're about on to. They're about to consummate the relationship. It's just sexual chocolate in a locker room, about to do Sammy. Then, Mark Henry looks down and utters what may be the most immortal words in wrestling history. Oh, sweet Jesus, you got a penis. Yeah. China's friend Sammy okay. is, is what we refer to as a transgendered person. Okay. All right. Because it's 1999 and that's funny. It's funny. I don't. Good night, that's, everyone. That's Vince McMahon. That's not. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, 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 that fits. That, that sounds familiar. Yes. So we cut back to Mark Henry in the ring. And he's distraught because, you know, that's been played in front of the whole world. Okay, but which part is he distraught about? Honestly. Is he distraught about the breaking up for the cheating? Is he distraught from it's the more, embarrassment of showing everything? It's or is he distraught that. from remembering this incident? It's the last two, mostly. Okay. Because, again, this is 1999. And what's funnier than a dude almost hooking up with a girl with a penis? Nothing, right? Uh, no. He's so embarrassed, and his mom saw the whole thing, so he is distraught. That then now that is WWE in a nutshell. Yep. And his mom's in the audience. His mom. This is uh, the and third his mom time is in the audience. Is this is that's that that so could true. sum up everything about yeah. WWF or E? This is the third time in this show that someone's mother has gotten involved. I'm just wow. now realizing that. Yeah. Wow. Big Show's mom. Buff Bagwell's mom, yep. Mark Henry's mom. It yep. just makes for great television. It does. So he's upset, kind of understandably so. China, I think more understandably so, is more upset. Hits him right in the balls, walks out. He's rolling around in the ring in pain. And then as he gets up to leave, his mom, who's in like the front row, like they put her right there, waves him over, grabs him by the ear like he's 10 years old. And just walks him out. Wonderful segment. Cut to commercial. So that... Wonderful segment. That's the end of the first act of Sexual Chocolate. In one of his first... Oh, man. ...quote-unquote conquests in China. It was a relationship founded in respect and um, two different people in the world, you know? Just finding something in common in one another. And then she set him up with her transgender friend. And it didn't work out. Not really sure what else there is to be said you know it's just a tale as old as time yes it is so mark henry undeterred by this at least to a certain point we're, we we move along but he he shows no sense of you know dialing it back at all okay he's sexual okay. chocolate the Uncensored. name is there so he has to, he so has to keep it going he plows right along he's true to himself and at some point in the next year or so He's introduced to Mae Young. Mae Young is, of course, a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the greatest women's wrestlers in history. They True. named their women's tournament after her. And it stuck. And what I didn't know is for a large part of this angle, she was hanging out with her at least kayfabe good friend, uh, Fabulous Moolah. Mm-hmm. Which, again, didn't didn't know she was a part of this. But we're going we're gonna to begin our story again where Mark Henry has taken Mae Young... On a double date with the fabulous moolah and another person who I did not recognize and did not look up. I don't think he was a wrestler. <laughs> okay. 
And they're sitting in some diner. I think the joke is that Fabulous Moolah is kind of icky, and the guy she's dating is just this kind of scuzzy, icky-looking dude. I didn't, I didn't look further into it. It's fair enough. It's not the focus of this story. So they're on this double date in a nice little diner, and Mark Henry's saying, yeah, man, you know, this place is great. This food's really good, and they got shrimp. That's really good. Somebody taps him on the shoulder and says, oh, wait. Before that, you know, so he's talking to um, he's talking to Mae Young, and he's he's got the charm dialed up to 11, right? And he starts talking about, you know, poetry and how he loves poetry. He loves a good, like, soulful slow jam. And he says, and I quote, <clears throat> Life goes good with a slow song in my head, but life would be better with you in my bed. And he gives her, like, a wink to Mae Young. Beauty. And Mae Young, again... 70 years old probably she looks at at least maybe late 60s at any rate this is a woman who led a hard life she is not the kind of person let's just put it this way that you would expect to take an interest in sexual chocolate mark henry let let you all know who may young is and not the kind of person that you would expect sexual chocolate mark henry to take an interest in but again it's funny. it's funny but to be fair this has been may young's gimmick ever since she wasn't a wrestler that's fair She's, for decades. I have a lot of respect for her just from watching this one angle. Like she And I know where that's going it. too. She owns it. Well, mm-hmm. I don't I didn't get as much of Mae Young as I would have liked to. Also, no, but there's I the kept, there's like the two main things. There is a chance that I will misspeak at some point and say Renee Young because they sound very <laughs> similar and it's also funny to imagine this happening with Renee Young. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Okay. Anyway, so it's going well because she hears, you know, that poetry from Casanova Sexual Chocolate and she's into it. She's like, how sweet of you, young man. That's great. I really like you. And a guy taps Mark, Mark Henry on the shoulder. says, hey, Mark, can I get your autograph? Mark's like, sure, man. Sure, no problem. He starts writing. It. And the guy who Fabulous Moolah is dating goes, that's M-R-K-R. Like he's trying to get him to spell his name. You know, I don't, I don't know why he's doing that. That's weird. I don't know why he's bullying Mark Henry, who's a large, mean man, but Mark's like, hey, man, come on, chill, chill. Like, he's super easygoing, right? And for some reason, the guy who has just asked sexual chocolate Mark Henry for his autograph says, hey, Mark, why are you such a loser? Mark Henry says, come on, man, what are you talking about? He says, you know, like, you just get this dumb sexual chocolate thing, and you're always losing wrestling matches, and Mark Henry's like, hey, man, whatever, you know, I'm a loser. Like... He's fine with it. He's like, look, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm just kind of here to hang out. And Mae Young says, oh, I don't think so. Stands up and kicks the crap out of this guy in the middle of the diner and all of his friends. It's Mae Young and Fabulous Moolah just wrecking house. Once again, sexual chocolate Mark Henry is bonding with a woman over fighting random strangers in a public place. Very, very nice see a trend here and what else do you do after a nice barroom brawl with hall of famer may young but put your arm around her and head back to the hotel of course and we cut back to mark henry and very very old woman may young sitting in bed having clearly once again just consummated the relationship and she is just plugging away she's got this massive cigar and mark henry is about to pass out you know because she wore him out because again mm-hmm. it's funny it's funny. You're not laughing. It's really funny. It's very funny. It's funny. So Mark Henry and Mae Young, they're a thing. They're a thing for months. She's like not even his manager. They're just tight. She comes to the ring with him all the time. And stuff like this keeps happening. And eventually word gets out that uh, Mae Young is pregnant. Sexual Chocolate could not be more proud of himself, you know, because he mm-hmm. got this fine woman I'm putting my hands up. You can't see me, but I'm just, of course, you know, of course. But then, you know, Mae Young isn't really protecting her body. One week, she um, she tries to help Mark Henry out in a match against Viscera. Oh, boy. Who features again on this show. It's a big he, dude. He gives, her, uh, he gives her a splash. He just Ooh. jumps and lands right on her. He's a big boy. He's, he's probably bigger than Mark Henry. He's, he's certainly bigger. fatter. He's much bigger than Mark Henry. Looks like he weighs about 500 pounds. I'm pretty sure he did. Gives a big old splash to pregnant Mae Young. And she's in a considerable amount of duress. Mm -hmm. They rush her off. 
And I guess she's okay. Like, she didn't lose the baby, and I'm putting that in massive quotes. <laughs> this is also, by the way, not the only miscarriage angle that was ever run during the Attitude Era, which is a whole nother... Mm-hmm. Not even touching that, because <laughs> there was also that same episode of Raw with Mick Foley. There is a prominent... The Godfather has a match. Yep. One of his hoes is pregnant. And she's knocked off the apron and loses the baby. And it's honestly one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> to the point where we're not doing an episode about it. Wow. But just park that. And let's say, this is a few months later now. I guess nobody was offended because we're doing it again. And hey, one more week. The next week. The next week. Mark Henry's in a hardcore title match. And you know the hardcore title anything goes i mean you could shoot a man and pin him and take the hardcore title oh yeah i'm kind of shocked that never happened in i'm i'm very surprised that didn't happen but it's going down you know mark henry is throwing down looking for the hardcore title and may young decides to interfere and she comes running in and hits a splash on this dude i think it's a splash i want to reemphasize she's about 70 years old and i can't really tell what move she's going for but she just kind of jumps and falls on him with like the top half of her body and hurts herself doing it because <laughs> she's pregnant <sighs> and landed on this dude and immediately starts rolling over and, you know, screaming and hollering and clutching at her stomach, right? Oh no, we're, I don't know why we're running the miscarriage angle two weeks in a row, but here we are. Mark Henry's freaking out. There's an EMT. He sprints down there. They got a stretcher and they stretch her job, May Young. Just holler out. I guess the match ends. Nobody ever got pinned. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. No. They're no. hauling her off. And, you know, apparently what has happened is by giving this devastating splash, Mae Young has accidentally broken her own water. And she's about to give birth. So she's hollering. They're wheeling her down the hall. Mark Henry's huffing and puffing alongside her. You know, Pat Patterson's there. I don't really know why. Gerald Briscoe is there, Ugh. also don't know why, and Fabulous Moolah is there, just shrieking hysterically, you gotta have this baby right now! You got. <laughs> She's not a pleasant person. Like, I know in real life she wasn't, but even in character, <laughs> you just look at her and you're like, oh, I don't, mm-hmm, I don't like mm-hmm. you at all. And the EMT, I don't know where they got this guy, but he's fantastic. He's just <laughs> selling my death. And he stops and he's like, look! Look! She's not going to make it to the hospital. Just put her in here. And they wheel her off into another locker room. (laughs) And Mark Henry's like, what's going to happen? What's got to happen? He's like, Mark, relax. I'm going to take care of this. Cut to commercial. And we come back. And she is giving birth in the locker room. And Fabulous Moolah is right there in her ear coaching her up. You got to have this, baby. You got to push. You got to push. Mae Young, warrior that she is, says, I'm not having this baby until I have a cigar. (laughs) There's a beat of silence. Oh, man. And the EMT says, okay. Sure. Pat Patterson runs and gets her a cigar. And she's like, who's got a lighter? And Pat Patterson's like, I got a lighter right here. Here you go. Lights it up. So she's huffing and puffing and about to give birth. Yeah, the best part about this, and I'm glad I I looked up an interview with Mark Henry first where he talks about this moment. He has to, he's kind of out of frame. The whole camera, the camera is staged, so we're right by Mae Young's head, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're not going to be on the business end of this. So we see, like, the, the most prominent features in this are her and fabulous moolah yelling at her. And you can kind of see her legs kicked up in the EMT between them and Mark Henry kind of off to the side. And then on either side of her are Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson. And Mark Henry has to keep ducking in and out of frame because he cannot stop laughing. <laughs> he just can't. Pat Patterson is also kind of in and out of frame. And the reason they're doing this is because the entire time, Gerald Briscoe looks like he's about to be sick. <laughs> and he's not kidding. He's Mark Henry yeah. later said, he's yeah. like, yeah. He has the most fragile stomach of anyone I've ever met. Like, you can tell him, oh, man, I think I see maggots in your food. And he'd start to get sick. Like, <laughs> like that. So, I 
again, because it's funny. It's funny. Trust us, Vince. It's funny. The EMT says, all right, you got to push. You know, you got to really dig deep. And then he pauses and he says, Miss Young, uh, when was the last time you had your period? I, I'm quoting this verbatim. She says, uh, I don't know, 1957? <laughs> that is pretty funny. That is kind of funny. And the doctor gets this look and turns around and looks between her legs one more time and looks back at Mark Henry and says, Sir, are you sure you impregnated this woman? <laughs> and Mark's indignant. He's like, come on, man. Yeah, I did. I'm sexual. Ch-. He's in the background of this whole thing. This is just happening. He's trying to keep while, it together. Yeah. While Fabius Moolah is just shrieking at Mae Young, telling her to push. And the, the doctor's like, okay, fine. I can't. And he looks back. He says, I can't, I can't quite get this. I can't, I can't get it out. And Pat Patterson says, here you go. And hands him, I, it's not pliers, but it's some sort of like pincher (laughs) device. It's something he, you know, you reach in and grab stuff with like this sinister looking medical device. (laughs) And Briscoe is just about to lose it already. Again, legitimately, Mark Henry's kind of like, he looks overwhelmed, but it's only because overwhelmed is the only acting expression he's capable of that will outweigh how hard he's trying not to laugh right at this moment. And the doctor reaches in there and he and he pulls it out. And you know what he pulls out. Yep. You and all, if you're you listening all to this, know. you know what he pulls out. You all know. What I didn't really expect was that when he pulled out the hand from Mae Young's womb, that it would have afterbirth on it. Oh, yeah. It's slimy. Oh, yeah. And you know who else was not expecting that? <laughs> it was Gerald Briscoe, because he throws up. Yep. For real. Yep. In real life. <laughs> and Mark Henry oh, is losing amazing. his mind. He's, he really is laughing at this point, because I'm pretty sure this entire angle was dreamt, just dreamt up as an excuse to mess with Gerald it had, Briscoe. It had to be. He, as he... He throws up on camera, leans out of frame, and then the EMT says, it's a hand. And Pat (laughs) Patterson says, give me a hand. And everyone goes, yay! And they all clap, and we cut to a commercial. And if that just busted your eardrums open, I apologize. And that was the greatest angle in the history of wrestling. I don't know why they didn't stop the show after that. They should have. They should then have. What can follow that? I don't know. What did follow that? I don't know. You didn't. You didn't bother. I stopped watching after that. <laughs> well, naturally. that was about it. I mean, like the drama was already kind of played out at that point. That that was the most detail that I went into in the story of sexual chocolate. There's other stuff I didn't even have time to go into. There always is. At some point, I know. May Young took a power bomb through a table. That's what I was thinking you were going to do. I knew go we were. I, if I had had more time, I would have gotten to that. But I don't mm-hmm. think it related to her pregnancy with sexual chocolate. So okay. I didn't go there. Um, at another point, and I do wish I didn't have more time to get into this, but at the same time, it kind of speaks for itself. There was another moment um, where, you know, Mark Henry, maybe after this experience, maybe a few years down the line, says you know what i cannot keep living this life of madness i need help so he goes to therapy and at some point in therapy he confesses that his first sexual experience was at eight years old with his sister okay and that because that he had had sex with her just the last week because wait a minute because so that's, that's funny i i guess question mark <laughs> i see look i don't again i, I can't go into the detail of this we, moment we could have just done a whole episode that I would like on to. um interesting um uh exploits that have yeah. happened and i like i just i hate to kind of leave on that note and not have more detail to go into but i just use that as a way to bring this all full circle and say it seems very likely that Vince McMahon looked at Mark Henry, the man he had signed to a 10-year contract, and after two years had not gotten any sort of traction to warrant a main event push, or really anything beyond the undercard, and said, I don't want to pay this man for eight years, so let's just get him out. 
It's kind of a similar situation with Gold Dust, who we could do multiple episodes on Gold Dust, That's quite true. frankly. That's another. And people say, thing. you know, it's kind of a similar situation where Vince says, we just we don't want this performer anymore, but we can't fire them because we'd have to pay them. We have to make them quit by giving them material that is just so bad that they refuse to do it. And Mark Henry, to his eternal credit, said, nah, I'll do it. Are you kidding? Yep. Absolutely, I'll do it. <laughs> and this interview, he had this, it's just this little five-minute interview with Sam Roberts, and he asks him about these two instances of sexual chocolate. And he says, what was your favorite experience between the two, your favorite moment? Was it, um, was it with China's friend Sammy, or was it with Mae Young? And Sam Roberts says, because legitimately one of the first things I remember in wrestling is you saying, sweet Jesus, you've got a penis. <laughs> and it's a great soundbite. It really is. But um, Mark Henry actually said, no, I really, he, 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 he seems very fond of his work with Mae Young, mm-hmm. which is really funny to me. Like he talks about, you know, what I just said, like he's cracking up the whole time and Pat Patterson events are cracking up the whole time. And Gerald Briscoe's throwing up. Like, he he had a blast working on that angle. I don't know how on board he was with everything else Sexual Chocolate ever did. Especially some of the more infamous or, you know, insensitive stuff that he did. I think that's kind of par for the course with the whole Attitude Era, honestly. But, um... I don't know, man. Like, he turned it around better than I could have ever expected. Like, I don't know if... He actually, they were actually trying to fire him and he just pushed through or not. But, you know, he he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like, he had a good career after sexual chocolate. Oh, well, yeah. Which I mean, I, think, I grew up watching Mark Henry. Yeah, which is so impressive. I don't know if that's a testament to sticking with it or kind of like we mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago. This is something that you can get away with as a big man. They did the same thing with Big Show because you know you can just humiliate him week in and week out. And if you want to make him serious again, you can because yeah. he's just a tank of a human being. Right. And they've done that with Big Show and they did that with Mark Henry too. You know, like later in the 2000s, he had that great Hall of Pain run mm-hmm. and that was super cool. And he actually won a title and could be taken seriously for a hot minute. And it was a cool, like, I guess, recognition yeah. of all the crap they ever put him through. Yeah, I, I would say so. And I don't I would say so. I don't know if this just this this is my closer. I don't know. I want to say that it was on the one thousandth episode of Raw. I could it, be. Uh, it was. When it was. W- I know where this is WWE going. WWE has this funny like they did the same thing kind of on the twenty fifth anniversary episode of Raw where we we cut back to some characters from our past and we've seen how they've grown and how they've changed. And I thought this was actually pretty cool at Raw 25. You know, like we had some stuff. We had like Bradshaw playing poker backstage the whole time, which was kind of a fun throwback. And right. there was a scene where um, we run into the Godfather and somebody, you know, makes some crude joke about the Godfather and all his hoes, you know, his mm-hmm. womanizing ways. And the Godfather says, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't a hoe. This is my wife. Mm-hmm. I've settled down. And it's just, it's this funny moment where the company is kind of looking and saying, like, look, we know we did some terrible stuff. And, like, the Godfather is kind of an inherently inappropriate character. Uh, more or less. And now we're going to, like, we're, we're going to make peace with it a little bit. Like, we're not retiring the character, but it's like, look, the Godfather's settled down and married now. Like, right. it's just a funny little wink and a nod to all the insane stuff that happened 20 years ago. Of course. So at Raw 1000, of course, we have another similar moment. And um, you've probably seen it more recently than I have. But there is a moment where, you know, we we revisit some of the characters from the past. And we see Mae Young. And she's still alive. She's still kicking. And she has with her her son, a man in a giant human hand costume. Yep. Her love child with Mark Henry. Her little hand has grown up to be a full-grown man in a hand costume. (laughs) And that's what wrestling's all about. Of course. That's why we do it. Of course. Because it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) But it's funny. Now. It's funny. I don't know if it was ever funny at the time. Yeah. I, I can't imagine watching that delivery of the hand live. 
But the grown man wearing a hand costume is pretty hilarious. It's a nice touch. It's a nice way. I feel like that kind of stuff makes it better. Because as ridiculous as you want to be, you have to be able to laugh at yourself, you know? Yeah, I know I would agree with that. There definitely has to be some element of, okay, look, we know that this is the dumbest thing you've ever seen. It would have been. But we are going to fully embrace it. Exactly. And keep it going. Exactly. Because we know you'll enjoy it. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, it's acknowledging it's terrible is so much of it, which I think is why I'm more forgiving of this angle. Because I watched that interview with Mark Henry first where he was like, dude, I've never laughed so hard in my entire life as I did when we were shooting that. Mm-hmm. If I had watched it live not knowing that, I think I would have been, you know, offended. Not just because it's inappropriate, but just because it's so dumb. Like, that's not something you want to have to, like, if you sit down with your friend and you want to say, hey, watch this episode of Raw. That's not something you want to have to explain to somebody. But... You know, as long as they, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm glad they had fun. I guess. I guess it didn't translate as well as a lot of stuff, but that's fine. It's it's certainly worthy of this show, which oh, is about all I perfectly. can say of it. Um, it the only thing that was missing nice. is David Arquette playing the hand grown up. <sighs> that I would have liked to see. That would have been that would have been interesting. But yeah. That's that's the story of sexual chocolate. I stopped after the hand. That's that's because a I feel like that's the stop. apex. You know, that's that's the top. Yeah, and um, yes, he wasn't even like he wasn't the first like sexually tinged character in wrestling. I mean, everyone's done it to a certain extent, some yeah. more seriously than others. True, but even like Val Venus was running around about the same time. The only difference was he was that's true skinny and buff instead of big and black but because again it's funny i don't know look it's dumb i had a good time watching it and credit to mark henry for sticking in there yeah i'm not sure i would have done that like you you have to be able to laugh at yourself if you're doing that and he was just he's always been capable of doing that true and to his credit he got some really great serious moments down the line too and now he's in the hall of fame good for him yeah well thank you for listening to another episode of behind the gorilla thanks for the suggestion yes kicked us in that direction we appreciate that um yeah if you have any questions or comments feel free check us out hit us up on twitter at behind underscore gorilla and uh or you if you want to get in touch with each of us I'm on Twitter at MarkyMarkBrand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So you can feel free to send us any wrestling comments or uh, questions you have as well. That's uh, that's pretty much it. This is uh, another episode. Another episode in the books. Dirty Dozen. Well, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new topic. So stay tuned.